0: You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. How to build an empire, the blueprint to generational wealth, an event hosted by Epic Collective and Black Equity Network. You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. Welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm so excited to continue our conversation on home ownership, as this is the month of June where we celebrate home ownership and inspiring people to pursue investing in real estate. Today, I have two special guests named DJ Moultrie from Black Equity Network and Devon Reeves, who is one half of a dynamic duo of Epic Collective. Black Equity Network and Epic Collective have joined to educate the masses about investing in real estate and building an empire. They are hosting a conference on June 30th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. to introduce you to all things real estate and going into estate planning, who do you need to have on your team, how to Fund the best deals, and more. DJ Moultrie from Black Equity Network is a native of Denver, Colorado, and has lived in Charlotte, North Carolina since 2012. Since 2018, DJ has been the founder and managing partner of Black Equity Network, which has been responsible for the many strategic partnerships and alliances in the world of business and real estate acquisitions. His background and focus on community collaboration has led him to a number of volunteer opportunities and community leadership roles. Davon Rees, our second guest, is one of the two ladies who has founded Epic Collective. Davon is a hospitality industry veteran with over 10 years of experience in hotel operations, asset management, hotel development, and feasibility studies. As a serial entrepreneur, Ms. Rees founded a hotel consulting firm, commercial real estate investment fund, and has published a book. In 2017, Ms. Rees founded the Vaughn Group, a consulting firm that specializes in premier hotel consulting, cutting-edge market research, and innovative brand positioning. In 2018, Ms. Rees added another accomplishment to her resume, when she co-authored the book, Tidbits for the Emerging Pineapple Professional, a guide for emerging hospitality professionals. Most recently in 2019, Ms. Reeves co-founded Epic Collective, a commercial real estate investment fund that specializes in hotels, multifamily office and retail space. In her career, she has managed portfolios totaling over $1 billion in assets. Now, without further ado, let's get into this conversation about how to build an empire. Today, we have DJ Moultrie of Black Equity Network. I've been on his podcast before talking about life insurance, Black wealth, and all things real estate investing. So I'll definitely make sure to include that episode in the show notes. We're also joined here today by another special guest, Davon Reeves, who is one of the two dynamic ladies of Epic Collective. Her partner is Jessica Myers. Unfortunately, she couldn't join us here today, but we know Davon is going to represent Epic Collective and tell us all about what they do to help people get started in investing in real estate. They have the fortune of being involved already in hotel ownership. So DJ and Devon, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you on the Purpose of Money podcast. Today, I want to learn a little bit more about both of your platforms. And then we're going to give our guests a special glimpse into a event I am so proud to be a part of called How to Build an Empire, the Blueprint to Generational Wealth, which is a virtual conference coming up on June 30th. So Devon, ladies first. Tell us a little bit more about you and Jessica Myers and how you came together to start Epic Collective.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for uh, having us on your show. But um, my name, uh, everyone, is Davon Reeves. I am what you consider all things hospitality or all things pineapples. Uh, Pineapple is the uh, International Center for Hospitality. But uh, my background has solely been in hospitality. I've been in the industry probably for close to 15 years now. And I actually got my start off working at the front desk at a hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. And I just fell in love with the industry. And I I saw my background is in operations, asset management, hotel development, feasibility studies. And I just fell in love with the industry. Been in love with it since. And about a couple years ago, uh, Jessica and I, she's my business partner. We actually met um, at Georgia State while we were in undergrad years ago. And she, her background is mostly in residential. Um, and I said, "Hey, you know what? Let's do commercial real estate because she's really good at at sales." And I said, "Investor relations or or group economics." I said, "You know what? Let's come together." And let's do something in commercial real estate. At the time, she didn't realize that you could own hotels. And I said, yeah, you know, uh, let's merge expertise. And we came up with Epic Collective. Epic Collective, we are a fund, a commercial real estate fund, where we focus on investing in hotels in multifamily real estate. It's so
0: dope. I'm so glad you mentioned that because one of the episodes this month, I talked about multifamily real estate and syndication deals And we had two ladies from Paragon Partners on the podcast to talk about that a little bit. So I'm kind of excited that now we have the hotel ownership perspective, but I want to give DJ an opportunity to talk about Black Equity Network and what you're doing to bring together Black entrepreneurs and other business ventures.
2: Sure. Uh, And thank you so much for allowing us uh, an opportunity to speak today At Black Equity Network, our focus is how do we have the right conversations with the right people? Right now, I'm on podcasts with two people who have been on our podcast. And both of you are doing tremendous work and have some of the highest listens to our episodes. And our job is to highlight people like you, because if if we know who's in our network, we're going to be more valuable that way. And so that's our job is to find all the great people within our community, within our culture in business and investing and find a way to bring them together.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because we're recording on Juneteenth and we're bringing together descendants of our ancestors who were freed years and years ago and able to bring people together on a conversation that is only going to uplift and empower black communities. I mean, the ability to even have access to investing in real estate and hotel ventures and having a podcast so we can share this information with our community is just amazing in itself. But to have Black Equity Network there as well, connecting people so we can do ventures together is just going to make us stronger. So I want to know how the two of you got together to brainstorm this amazing idea to launch How to Build an
1: Empire, a virtual conference. DJ mentioned, um, I was actually on his podcast, I talked about investing in hotels. And a lot of people, especially in the Black community, uh, they did not realize that there's an opportunity to invest in hotel ownership. Uh, Currently, uh, less than 2% of the hotels in the United States are currently owned by black folks or African Americans. And um I have a passion to not only increase women hotel owners, but also, you know, black hotel owners as well. And so I just had that conversation uh with DJ uh last year. And we definitely just, you know, stayed connected. And then we were um I was featured on his uh podcast again with my business partner, Jessica Myers, and we talked about, you know, at collective and doing, you know, Um, uh, commercial real estate projects collectively and it's a funny story and it's amazing you know how things work in the universe I'm actually uh, our former intern he listened to my initial podcast with DJ and he contacted me on LinkedIn he heard me talking about hotels and he thought it was pretty dope so he contacted me on LinkedIn and he was just like hey I want to learn about commercial real estate You know, can I, you know, work with you all? I said, you know, we do have an internship opportunity available. Signed up to become an intern, did an amazing job. We were so sad once his internship ended, but he was so great. And we had an opportunity. Now he, we contracted him to actually be a project manager for our Augusta development project. So it's just amazing how things work. And DJ and I, we connected through Instagram. And then I got on his podcast. And then, you know, Justin and I got on his podcast, and then we got an intern who's now a project manager on a, a mixed-use development project that we're working on in Augusta, Georgia. And then we now we're circling back around, and we're doing a virtual conference on generational wealth and the importance of building an empire and the importance, the importance of teaching our community about generational wealth. So it's just amazing how the universe works. And I'm just so glad that we're, we're here to bring, to, not only have this conversation, but to bring a wealth of knowledge. from. We're bringing experts, real estate brokers, commercial real estate brokers who have experience in hotels. We're bringing brokers who have experience in multifamily. Uh, we have a, a mortgage uh, company, the only Black-owned mortgage company. Uh, we have a wellness mind coach um, who's going to be a presenter. We also have, we have just so many people. We have financial coaches. We have so many different sessions to really break down and to help and to educate people how they can create generational wealth instead of just doing the traditional path of or not necessarily the traditional path, but what I've been seeing a lot on Instagram is um, you know, more single family. Uh, which is nothing wrong with single family. Is nothing wrong with it at all or, or investing in, you know, having duplexes or because I have a duplex that I'm running out for. So I completely get it. I understand that that's still generating, that's still creating generational wealth. But the reason why we uh, created this conference, because we wanted to open people's minds. And DJ and I, we have, you know, similarities or the same thought processes when it comes. Just We want to have different conversations and, and challenging people's minds and to, to get people to think outside of the box. And I love his podcast because he talks about conversations that a lot of people that I'm not seeing on, you know, Instagram or that I'm not seeing out in social media or in different podcasts. So he's challenging and having those difficult and uncomfortable conversations. And so that's why we're coming together because we both have pretty much the same mindset. And we both have a passion to um, helping uh, people within our community create generational wealth. Um, One of the keynote speakers, um, her name is Carolyn Young. Uh, she is the wife of Ambassador Andrew Young. And just a little history nugget for those who don't know who he is Ambassador Andrew Young uh, was uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's right hand man during the Civil Rights Movement. He was one of the first congressmen um, from Georgia since Reconstruction. He was also the second Black mayor in Atlanta. He helped bring the Olympics to Atlanta, and he was also uh, uh, the ambassador to the United Nations under uh, President. Jimmy Carter's administration, and the reason why we're bringing her on the virtual conference is because we want people in our generation to hear her story, to understand, you know, generational wealth, to really understand what it looks like to build legacies and what can be done. So a lot of times, you know, we see people, you know, talking about generational wealth, but we wanted to bring people who actually experience and were able to benefit from it. We also have a speaker who inherited. Uh, commercial land from her father. And she's one of the three black owners of commercial land owners in Atlanta. So she's even going to be speaking about, you know, how she was able to to benefit from generational wealth. So th- those are some of the things and those are the conversations because we want to plant seeds in people's minds.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's amazing that you're providing this venue where you can get so many different types of of information about real estate investing. So if someone is exploring the topic, they have a few ways in which they can take a deep dive into the topic. And I think it's great that you mentioned, you're not just presenting people who have the passion to create generational wealth, you're bringing people who have created it and have benefited from it and can speak firsthand as to the value of generational wealth. DJ, I wanna get your honest opinion what is the barrier that is preventing so many people of color from leaving generational wealth or pursuing it so they have something to leave a legacy with?
2: The desire. I used to be heavy in the church and heavy into the Bible. And one thing I learned is what the enemy is trying to do at all times is take your desire away. If I can take your want away, your drive to be uh, something greater than you are now. If I can just take that away from you, then I got you defeated already. I don't even have to do anything else, you know, to you. And so some people do not go towards generational wealth because they don't have the desire to. They no, there's they haven't been exposed uh, to something that would make them have that desire. And some people would say that that's done systematically. Uh, certain people have advantages over other people. And so I think it's our responsibility if we come across this knowledge, if we come across this information, to share it with as many people as we possibly can so uh, they can have uh, the necessary tools and resources and proper desires in place to go towards this journey.
0: I agree. I think there is definitely a need for you to personally pursue it and have the passion to do it. Right. Because None of the ventures we've talked about are lazy ventures that require no work. Everything requires some type of effort, even if the outcome is passive income. So I'm all about money you can get in your sleep, passive income and dividends, any type of return that comes with your real estate investment, but you still have to do work in the beginning. So tell me a little bit more, Davon, what are the type of work that you have to put in to make this conference happen? You know, how long have you guys been working on this so that it can be the best event possible?
1: Deidre just mentioned about having the desire as far as, you know, uh, to answer, you know, when he was answering your question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to add to it. A lot of times it comes with not even having the desire or the want you know, to, to change your, your surroundings, but you also have to have a different mindset. And I'm noticing that a lot of things and a lot of content is surrounded by having that mindset, about having, you know, that awareness or that access to knowledge to get to where you want to be. But if you don't have that mindset, you can have all the access to to anything but if you don't have that mind, the mindset to take action on it, then will it actually, you know, come to fruition? And with this conference, what we're trying to do is trying to help people if they have a desire. If they have a desire, that they want to create generational wealth. They know they want to do it, but they don't know the different avenues to do it. So then now we're now now we're providing that information, at least just playing the seed. But then also, if you have a mindset, but you want to change it, and you may not necessarily. Know how, or you want to hear more information as far as like how you can shift your mindset, this conference can help too because you're hearing from a lot of different, you know, speakers who are, you know, in the space. Um, you're also you have an opportunity to network with people as well, um, who may have a mindset that you're trying to achieve or trying to get there, you know, because the mindset that I had. 10 years ago was definitely not the same mindset that I have now. And I've realized that and I'm aware of it. And now since I have a child, my mindset is completely different. All I think about is creating generational wealth, you know, because I, I want to create a legacy that I want to leave to my son in that way I plant the seeds in him and then he leaves it to his children and his children's children. And that's, that's generational wealth. That's what this conference is going to be talking about. You know, giving you ideas, you know, uh, helping you with your mindset you know, giving you the tools or the fundamentals, even if for some who, and not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, and that's perfectly fine. Sometimes it's a lot of content out there that's like pushing entrepreneurship, and we have to realize that it's not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, and that's perfectly fine. My brother, for an example, he, he never moved want to be an entrepreneur. You know, he'll, he can be CEO of a company, but it needs to already be established. He just that's just not him. And that's perfectly okay. You know, my dad, he retired as a fireman. He does not understand entrepreneurship. He understands you, you work for a pension and that's it. And you retire from it. So we have different, uh, we have different, uh, I guess, conversations or panel discussions. If you're thinking about entrepreneurship and you, you just want to start out and maybe you don't have the fundamentals or you the know how. And so this, this conference is, is good for you as well. Um, we also have uh, sessions who are pe- for people who are already entrepreneurs or they already, you know, have, you know, their businesses established and are just looking to diversify their portfolio. Maybe, you know, they've done extremely well in single family or they've done extremely well in retail or restaurants. And now they're thinking about investing in multifamily or hotels. You know, we have people who can speak to that. So that kind of give you a little insight of what this conference will be about.
0: Great. I really appreciate that. And I think you're right. Uh, I tell people all the time, don't try to pursue entrepreneurship if it's not for you. In fact, I think you should try it out first as a side hustle. And if you are Mm -hmm. able to succeed and maybe beat or exceed your income as a side hustle, then maybe you can consider it as a full-time opportunity. But it's okay to just be someone who invests money or someone who's aware mm-hmm. of the strategies but doesn't take it on as a full-time job. And I don't think anybody'll judge you for that because some people want that 9 to 5 security, the paycheck, the pension, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. additional wealth that they can create by using their job as their first investor in their side hustles. And I think it's important for people to know that that's okay, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't educate themselves about other opportunities. What do you think about it, DJ? You
2: know, I was, I, just, I was sitting there listening and really taking it in. I think the, the key is the word generational, because I, I think many people want to make money. They want to, you know, figure out how to be successful. But when we say generational, so now we're not talking about just you. We're talking about, you know, beyond you, you know, your, your children's children. And so that means if, if we're thinking, you know, that far out, we're talking about 25, 50, 100 years out. So that means you got to have a strong foundation. And with everything that's shifting, you know, currently in culture and society, now is the time, if you haven't done it before, now is the time to get a solid foundation for building generational wealth. That is going to be, to me, the key going forward for our community and for our culture. Interesting.
0: And they do say that some families who aren't familiar with having wealth and don't know how to handle it could lose it within three generations of someone creating it. So Mm. I do think it's important that we encourage people to change their mindset to pursue building generational wealth. But at the same time, we need to be teaching our family how to maintain generational wealth with financial literacy, education, and really instilling in families the importance of managing your money well, and teaching everyone how to be responsible financially. Devon, do you have a strong financial background? Did you always have the financial literacy sense to pursue these types of ventures? Or did you kind of fall into it from your job? That's a good
1: question. My grandmother, uh, I'm a grandma girl. So I have many grandma, you know, folks that listen who love their grandmas dearly. Uh, I'm one of them, <laughs> <laughs> and my grandmother, uh, she grew up basically as a sharecropper, and she grew up like dirt poor, and um, you know she basically had the highest education she had was the eighth grade education and you know she she was a yeah she was a um or a nurse's assistant i believe and she when she retired her hourly rate after 32 years of working the highest she ever made was eight dollars and 32 cents an hour wow. now my grandmother passed away with no debt she left us two real estate properties that were paid in school when she passed away her funeral was paid for. Mm. Now I told y'all how she grew up. She grew up from very humble beginnings. Thirteen children. Her her she's best mother had nineteen children. Thirteen of them lived to adulthood. And while they were growing up in a small town in rural Georgia, it was a uh, thirteen children or fifteen people. So two adults and thirteen children in a two bedroom home. Wow. And uh, she moved to Philadelphia, and she started her life. And I said, Grandma, how did you bite? And she traveled anywhere in the world she wanted to go to. She traveled to just about every island you can think of in the Caribbean. She paid for everything in cash. She didn't believe in debt. And I said, Grandma, how could you survive off of $8.32? So my first job as a front desk agent, I was making $10 an hour. And I'm like, Well, how can you, how can you have this lifestyle? And you, you only make an $8.32 an hour. And she said she saved, but she paid more. So let's say she got a little extra on her paycheck. So she'll pay a little bit more on the electric bill. So, you know, every time she got a little money, she saved it. She saved it. She was big on saving. And she will always say, Davon, you know, you never know what can happen. You got to keep living. And I'm like, oh, grandma, you'll be fine. Oh, no, Devine, you got to keep living because, you know, I may get old enough and, you you know, y'all may have to put me in an assisted living home, you know, medical. But you never know what happens. So you always have to be prepared for a rainy day. As a child, you know, wasn't really paying attention like that. But now I see why she lived the way she lived and her discipline, you know, it helps me think, okay, when I get older, when I'm in retirement, I want to have multiple streams of income coming in. And, you know, she wasn't solely dependent on social security. Um, you know, I see other grandparents or other people who their only uh, their only livelihood, you know, is, you know, one, uh, one income and it can be difficult or challenging. And, and I look at other people who have multiple streams of income at their retirement, and I you mentioned something, but you mentioned something about retaining it. Uh, you mentioned also talking about how we both agreed on, you know, how entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And I have a, a relative of mine, uh, he was actually a fireman, fireman his entire life. And he learned about real estate investing, you know, while he was, uh, but he had a full time job over 50 years ago. So he's been investing in real estate for, for years and they have, you know, a number of units in their portfolio. And so not only did he keep his nine to five, but he bought units along the way. He started off with a duplex. He Then he grew you know, to a triplex and he just kept growing and growing and growing. You know, now he's retired but he has all this cash flow coming in. You know, he has multiple streams of income coming in at retirement. So he cuts his nine to five. So he's still getting his pension. You know, he's still getting those benefits. Because I think a lot of people don't realize when you're entrepreneurship, a lot of those things out there, like benefits, you know, retirement, like a lot of those, you know, expense accounts. That was the first thing that kind of hit me when I got into the entrepreneurship world. Uh, Those expense accounts leaving and the benefits leaving. But those are the things, you know, I, I looked at. But when you don't have that, Right mindset, or when that's not ingrained in you, it can definitely cause problems. Um, I was actually reading a, a book called Mindset Millionaire. So for those, for people who have an issue with managing their finances, it stems. You have to take a look. You have to take a step back to think about how you were brought up. How you were brought up, because if you keep focusing on what you're doing now, you're going to continue. You're going to continue to do it. If you if you looked at how you were brought up and how you were raised. What kind of financial habits were you taught? And once you realize the, the 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 bad financial habits that you were taught, then you're able to change. You can learn and try to figure out to change that mindset to change it. I didn't always listen to my grandmother. I'm being honest. I I didn't. You know, my my grandmother, but my grandmother also wasn't. She didn't understand the stock market. So she she was more of a. She came from. A time where you know you don't put the money in the bank, the bank, because they thought black, you know, they sold black people's money. So she didn't believe in it. And if you talk to a lot of older people, they say the same thing: don't keep all the money in the bank, you know, because of the Great Depression and everything. We have a weekly conversation at the collective on our Facebook Live page. Uh, we actually brought in a financial advisor, and she mentioned a key thing that before you get into investing, you need to have your personal finances in order. So if your personal finances in order. It's hard for you because a lot of times when you invest, you can't get your money back out. So when you're investing in properties that need, or investing in any type of investment, it, it it really shouldn't be anything that you can't get your money immediately out. Um, especially if you're investing in commercial real estate. or, or, you know, any particular fund, because sometimes it's a three to five year hold where you can't get your money out. But
0: I think you raised a lot of good points. Even though your grandmother wasn't well versed in the stock market, she knew how to save her money and how to live a life that she could afford to live. And that was a lesson in itself, right? It didn't always maybe make sense to you or wasn't even evidence to you. Like you might not have known the details and how she was paying for everything, but you realize that when she passed and she was able to give real estate to the family, not burden them with the cost of a funeral and other things that you learn from. And I think that's valuable. And I agree that there are some generations who have a different mindset towards how you build wealth or how you live your life. Because maybe in her case, she wasn't focused on building wealth. She was focused on not accumulating debt, not living a a life like she couldn't afford. It ended up building wealth, right? And you have been able Mm -hmm. to see that for what it was worth and hopefully are instilling similar, you know, habits into your family. But at the same time, you're taking it to the next level because rather than stay away from the stock market, you're learning about it. I think it's really awesome that you're taking that knowledge and you're applying it to what you're doing to help others learn about it too. So before we wrap up, I want to ask DJ if you have any final thoughts. And then of course, I want you guys to tell my listeners how do they find out more about the conference and how can they find Epic Collective and Black Equity Network online?
2: Definitely. Uh, So Aquania, I have to know, because you're going to be, a moderator at our conference on June 30th for our key players on the team panelists. So just a sneak preview if you could, what type of questions are you thinking of asking or what, what are some topics that are on your mind Uh, as you are approaching that date?
0: So I am always trying to first set the balance in the room because you don't know what people in the audience know. And sometimes they're afraid to ask the basic questions. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask the speakers outright, how did they get started? Because everyone needs to understand, is it really a barrier to entry or is it just me thinking there's a barrier to entry? And a lot of times it's just knowing that you need to understand the concept And then take action. Mm -hmm. So, and how to get started means money too. Like I want numbers. You don't have to tell me specifically what you spent to get started, Mm -hmm. but what is my range? What should I be shooting for? Because sometimes that's feasible for people if they have a sense of how much they need to save or invest. And then of course, any strategies that can help facilitate getting to that same place, but doing it either with other people's money or partnerships, Right. Definitely something I want them to address as well, because sometimes people are better with accountable partners and other people involved. Also, a lot of the things that we pursue, you can't do alone. I mean, hotel acquisitions normally require a group of investors. So they need to understand that you'll be one of many. But how do you get into that group? Who do you have to know to get into Mm -hmm. the circle that's talking about these ventures? Because unfortunately, a lot of them are not public or they can't be public because the SEC says you cannot advertise this opportunity to non-accredited investors or someone who doesn't already know or have a business relationship with the person doing a deal. So those are the types of things I want to kind of get out there, get the speakers to explain and help our audience understand so that they can walk away from the conference knowledgeable and ready to take action.
2: I definitely think that's going to happen with those questions. I look forward to uh, seeing, you know, how it plays out, how the answers come out, and then what else it inspires. I think that's the key is as you're feeding off of everybody's energy and you're you're learning new things, it gives everybody an opportunity to evolve and learn something new. Um, so, you know, come to learn, come to grow, and come to evolve and, and get ready uh, for the, the keynote speakers who will then, you know, talk to you about how they've maintained their empire.
0: Exactly. So, you guys, tune in. I'll be there. I hope you'll be there too. I have a link that I will include in the show notes so you can buy your tickets now. There are early bird tickets and they're on That's sale. Right but they're not going to be there forever. And if you're being very money conscious, you might as well get the early bird ticket
1: while you can. Yeah. The early bird ticket is $25. Um, it's going to be in the, the link. Uh, you're going to love the conference. You're going to enjoy it. It's June 30th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to start off with the a, a, a health and wellness. And then we're going to end with the a, a creative way of networking and finding a mm-hmm. deal. So we're doing
0: all things in a new way. This is a virtual conference, guys. So again, you do not have to leave your home. You can tune in online. Please join us all day so we can have you and your interests and your questions and then creatively network at the end. So I'm going to do my best to promote this epic collective event and Black Equity Network. How do we find you guys online? I want my listeners to connect, to follow you, to really support your ventures and whatever you do.
2: DJ, go for it. Well, you can find us on Instagram at Black Equity Network. Um, You can go to our menu and listen to our Black Equity uh, Premium um, and Black Equity Podcast. And also, you can learn more about our ongoing events and different partnerships that we have going on.
0: Excellent. And Devon, how can I learn
1: more about you and Jessica? Everyone can find us on. We're on Instagram uh, at Epic Collective. So it's E P I Q C O L L C T I V E. Uh, You can find us on there as well as sign up for our mailing list to hear about potential deals that we have. um, Or if you are looking to invest into multifamily or hotel deals or just want to learn more about us. Uh, you can reach us, at, uh, reach us on Instagram.
0: Excellent. So guys, I want you to listen to this episode and then I want you to share it with two other people and make sure they buy tickets to How to Build an Empire, The Blueprints to Generational Wealth, June 30th from 10 to 4 p.m. This is a virtual conference you don't want to miss. While you're listening to the podcast, please tag me at The Purpose of Money on Instagram. Let us know you're listening and don't forget to leave a review wherever you hear the podcast. Thanks again, everybody. Until next time, keep building generational wealth, $1 at a time. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed that conversation. I had a really good time just talking about the upcoming conference, How to Build an Empire, which don't forget is June 30th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. I will leave a link in the show notes for you to buy tickets and I hope that you book your ticket today. Early bird tickets are going fast, but they're only $25 if you sign up now. I hope to see you guys there. I'll be doing a panel myself where I'll moderate a conversation about who you need on your team. There are plenty more topics they're going to dive into during the event, and I don't want you to miss the creative networking at the end either. So check out the show notes, get your tickets today, and I can't wait to see some of you guys virtually on June 30th. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.